this evening. We're very glad that you are here. Uh, again, uh, my, my personal thanks to some men who filled in on very short notice to help with the order of worship uh, uh, this evening. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it very, very much. I, I was mentioning to Andy Lowe there a few minutes ago, I had seen uh, on Friday where Anchorage, Alaska had a high of 90 degrees on the 4th of July, which the way I, in reading the article that I was reading, I, it seemed like that was just almost unheard of. And so uh, Andy was telling me that that, uh, I said, the article said that was a record high for the 4th of July. Andy said that might be a record period. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, Alaska apparently is having a warm summer, just like, just like we are. I try not to get too caught up in biblical things that there's really no answer for. The Bible warns us about those foolish and unlearned questions. No matter how much you talk about it and ponder on it and think about it, you're just never really going to know the answer for sure. And so I, I, try, I try to avoid uh, thinking about it too much. But one thing that I would like to know more about is angels. I've always been very curious about angels. I, I think that there is just a, a part of me somewhere way down deep in my brain that just needs to know that they are there and that they are out there. The Bible mentions angels many, many times, uh, but it doesn't give us too many details. I don't think there's a one of us who doubts that angels are real or that angels uh, exist, but angels are spiritual beings. And it's hard for us humans to, to grasp that. We need things that we can, can see and, and touch. We, we need to be able to, to do those things. And, and angels are just not like that. They're spiritual Beings. A lot of things that are commonly believed about angels are not in the Bible. They are human ideas that us that we have just come over the years to to just accept as fact. And uh, the Bible just doesn't say anything uh, about them either way. When you mention angels, the picture that people get is this this beautiful young lady with a long Flowing white robes, she's got wings on her shoulders, probably got a halo over her head. Or maybe you get a picture of the little, uh, the little uh, Cupid-like uh, character. You might be surprised to find out that the Bible doesn't mention any of that. Uh, those pictures come from an old uh, Jewish fable about, uh, about angels. There's no description of angels in the Bible Except for those cases, I don't know if you've thought about this or not. Those cases where they obviously must have looked like us humans. We'll look at a couple of those examples in just a few minutes. And as for their gender, I don't think that's even a factor. And I'll tell you why. If you think about that, that well-known story in Matthew chapter 22, where the Sadducees came to Jesus... Remember, they, they tested him, and they said, Jesus, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. And so they said, Jesus, there's, there's really a resurrection. 
uh, what about uh, this story? And so they tell him about those seven brothers who all had the same woman as a wife. And so they, they put this question to him, if there's really a resurrection, well, whose wife will she be? In the resurrection, if you remember Jesus' answer, it was, you do err not knowing the Scriptures, for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. And so they are, they are spiritual beings. They're, they're not like us. Angels are created just like us humans are, and, and certainly they are, they're a little above us. I don't think there's any question about that. Angels are a notch above us mere mortals. But I do believe that it is possible that they can choose to obey God or not, just like we can. You know, the New Testament clearly shows us what we need to do. If we want to please God, if we want to have a chance to spend eternity in heaven, the Bible tells us what we need to do. But God leaves it up to us as to whether we will be obedient or not. That is our choice. It is up to us to decide if we will obey God or not. Could it be that the same thing is true of angels? Let me show you a couple of passages. In 2 Peter chapter 2, in 2 Peter chapter 2, this is verse 4. Peter says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Now that's what Peter writes there in that passage. Over in Jude, in the book of Jude, in verse 6, this is what Jude writes. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Now, we don't have all the details. We can look at those two verses, and we don't, we don't know the whole story uh, about what Peter and Jude wrote there. But it does appear, at least from reading what they say there, that there were angels who were disobedient. And it appears that they were cast down out of heaven. And I suspect that Satan was probably one of them. Likely that is the case. Yes, angels are certainly above us humans, but like us, I, I'm convinced that they can choose to obey God. Or not. They are not. They are creatures of choice, just like we are. Hebrews 13 and verse 2 is an interesting passage. The Hebrew writer says there, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels unawares. Wow. People had... Apparently, in that day at least, had had angels right there in their very home, and they didn't know it. And so there must have been at least some occasions where angels looked just like humans. I mean, they must have looked uh, just like us. And we know 
that the angels who came to visit Lot uh, when he was in Sodom, if you remember that story, it's not, a, it's not a pretty story, but it helps me make my point here. Remember, Lot took the angels into his home. And the men of Sodom gathered outside the door. Send those men out to us, they said. And Lot said, no, I can't do that, but, but I'm going to give you my virgin daughters. And they said, we don't want your daughters. We want the men. And so at, at least on some occasions, angels look like us. <laughs> they at least take the form of a human on some occasions. The Hebrew and the Greek word that is translated as angel, the, the literal meaning of those two words in the Hebrew and the Greek is, is messenger. And God has certainly used angels to deliver his messages for him. Remember, it was the angel Gabriel who came to Mary and told her that she was going to conceive and, and bear a son. You may recall that Mary said, you know, how, how can that happen? I've never known a man. And Gabriel explained to her that the, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. It was the angel Gabriel who told her that. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, it was an angel who came to tell the shepherds who were abiding in the fields that a Savior had been born. And if you remember in that passage, Luke tells us that suddenly there, there were a, a, a multitude of angels. There was a whole bunch of them saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. It was angels who did that. Hebrews 1 and verse 14 is is a verse that, and I, and I said at the very beginning, I've always been so curious about angels, and I, I feel this <laughs> ridiculous. I know that's what you're thinking, and you're right. This ridiculous need to know that the angels are, are there. And Hebrews 1 and verse 14, talking about angels, tells us, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Remember when Jesus was tempted by the devil? After he was able to endure that, he'd been in the wilderness for 40 days already, and he'd been fasting, and so he was weak already. Then he had to endure the devil's temptations. And Matthew says that the angels came and ministered to him. Could it be that when we are really down, our heart is breaking, we're really having a hard time, could it, could it be that in, in, in some way, in some way, and we won't know exactly how this happens, I'm not going to speculate, but could it be that somehow the angels minister to us and and help us in, in, in some way. Are they not all ministering spirits, the Hebrew writer says, sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation? Could it be that they help Christians in perhaps a way that we don't understand? I think that uh, I want to believe that. <laughs> I, I, 
it could be something that we could say we don't know for sure. That, that would be correct. But I want to believe it. One of the most often asked questions about angels, of course, is what about guardian angels? Is there an angel who's looking out for us and trying to help us through the world? There's a passage in Matthew chapter 18. I wonder if you've ever noticed this particular passage. Matthew chapter 18 and in verse 10, this is Jesus Christ. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Their angels. There's a story in Acts chapter 12 that you're probably familiar with. Peter, Peter has been arrested and he is in prison. An angel comes and gets him out. And when Peter gets out, he, he goes down to a, a place, a home, where he knows that Christians will be gathered together. And Luke tells us that Peter goes to the door, and he knocks on the door, and, and a young lady named Rhoda comes to the door, and she hears Peter's voice. And she's so excited. Uh, Peter's out there. She's so excited, she forgets to let him in. She goes running back into the, the group that is gathered. Hey, Peter's outside. They didn't believe her. Couldn't be Peter because he's in jail. But Luke says that they said it is his angel. Now, the Jews believed in guardian angels. Let me, let me very quickly say that we, we could be reading too much into that. If we, if we take those two passages and we say, well, there's our proof for guardian angels. I, I think we're probably uh, reading too much into that. We, we cannot, without question, say with certainty that we all have angels watching over us. But it, but it does appear to me from what the verses that we've looked at tonight, I'm not talking about guardian angels, but I'm talking about it seems that somehow, in some way, they do help Christians. And I believe that they do. And again, I want to believe that they do. I, 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 find, I find some comfort in that. That we have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we have the angels, God's messengers, in some way helping us a little bit when we need it. Studying angels is, for me at least, it's, it's interesting. It's, a, it's something I'm curious about, and I want to know more about it. Uh, it, gets, it gets the wheels turning, and it gets us to, to thinking about these things. But we must remember that our worship is to God. The angels don't want us to worship them. Remember near the end of the book of Revelation, John has has been able to see all of these things, the things that he writes down for us in the book of Revelation. John is, is looking into the future. And in, in the latter part there, he's actually seeing, uh, he's actually seeing heaven and, and, uh, and the judgment scenes. John is, is seeing all of these things. And, and, and he says that, that he was just overcome by it all. And he fell down at the feet of that angel who was showing him these things. Remember what happened? 
the angel says, uh-uh, don't do this. Get, get up. I, I, I am your fellow servant. And then the angel said, worship God. That's who we worship. If the angels could direct us right now, if we could speak to an angel and say, what should I do? You, you should know more than anybody, what should I do? They would point us towards Jesus Christ. They would say, study the word of God in the new covenant, the last will and covenant of Jesus Christ, and be obedient to it. That's what an angel would tell us to do. Tonight, if you have never been obedient to that plan that we see in the New Testament that teaches us to repent of our sins, confess our faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, be immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of our sins. If you've, if you've never been obedient to that, you can do it this very evening. We don't have any angels here to, to help you go into the water, but we've got some pretty good folks who are willing to do it. We will help you get that done this very night. Perhaps you have obeyed the gospel, but straight away, again, we would, we would plead with you. Find your way back. Repent of those things that caused you to stray. Request the prayers of the faithful. Be restored. While we stand and sing.